Amelia. My name is Sherrick and this is Amelia. And Sherrick, what are you doing? The podcast that let Jesus take the wheel even though I was it was driving fine and we didn't need no man's help. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right yeah. then. Yep. That is We're back again, bitches. <laughs> Hope you didn't fucking miss us because we're already back. (laughs) Oh boy, off the rails already. (laughs) Just like you like it, BB. Yes, 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 yes. So, which saying that makes me reminds me that I that I miss Orange Cassidy. He has not been on my television in in some time, and I hope. Orange Cassidy. I know what I'm sure that he's means. probably like taking <laughs> taking some time to rest up, you know. But oh, I have to tell. Uh, I I would love to have a conversation with you about this because mm-hmm. this is an impromptu Amelia's wrestling corner. Amelia's wrestling corner. Uh, <laughs> so there has been some significant news happening in the world of professional wrestling and it's and it's it's drama of a different kind so not Mm. it's not necessarily someone being shitty at least not directly so within the span of a couple of weeks the top the top wrestling champion in all elite wrestling who goes by the name of cm punk Mm. um had to announce that he had to step away from the ring because he had a significant lower leg injury and i'm putting air quotes around that because it's they're not specifying what Mm -hmm. they're not saying if it's like an achilles or if it's like a calf issue or like Mm -hmm. or if it's like you know bone bruising or what but he well it's probably not bone bruising because he had to have surgery and instead of relinquishing the championship which is something that is kind of a common occurrence he is going to retain the championship but the company is going to hold a small tournament to crown an interim champion and then when mm. he comes back from his injury the interim champion and cm punk are gonna fight to be to determine who's the undisputed oh, AEW champion interesting now in the wwe former aew superstar cody rhodes mm-hmm. while he was prepping for a match this is one of the few times that we talk about the wwe in amelia's wrestling corner he was prepping for his match this past Sunday, which uh, as of this recording would have been the 5th of June. Mm-hmm. And he tore his pec muscle. Oh, shit. He tore so his painful. pec muscle off the bone. <gasps> what? Yes. He tore it off the bone. He elected to have the match anyway. <gasps> what? So he showed up. I mean, he told like like oh officials at WWE knew. Yeah. It's not like he was just like, oh, yeah, I'll be there on Sunday. Ha ha ha. And then he showed up and like, he's just like, so like he shows oh, up for this way. match. <laughs> yeah. So he shows up for this match and he has this elegant looking red, white, blue and gold like overcoat kind of situation okay i'll find a i'll find a a photo and post it for you later and for maybe we'll throw it up on the twitter or the instagram or something for y'all those of y'all who care but the point is is that it's like it's like wrist length and then it's like like ankle length so it's a long coat Okay. And so he pulls this coat off with a little bit of help and he's just got bruising all up in here yeah all down his arm from this oh my god Sounds really painful. 
Yes. Now let me let me throw some additional like fucking crazy nonsense into this. It would be ridiculous, I think, for anyone to be expected to do any sort of like combat or or strenuous uh, activity yeah. with a torn pectoral muscle that has come off the bone. Ooh, yeah. It would be even more ridiculous to say, here, do this combat for 10, 15 minutes with another person. Right? Oh, my God. Now, when I tell you that what he did was much more ridiculous than that. Oh, no. He participated in a match that is known as Hell in a Cell. Oh, God. What is I? Okay. So Hell in a Cell is a, a giant steel cage that envelops the entire ringside area okay so normally steel cage match just goes up to like the ring apron so you can like step through the ropes but then you're you have like this much space between oh, you and the okay. cage wall okay. but a hell in a cell is like all the way around you can go outside of the oh, ring you can go inside of the okay. ring okay you can yeah so what I'm trying to say is, is he ha- he participated in a match where they had tables, they had sledgehammers, they had all sorts of weaponry, mm-hmm. and because it, it's meant to be a sports entertainment situation, he had these weapons hitting him in his injured pectoral muscle. Oh my god. That's, and I think that his that's he, insane. Oh my god! He tweeted before the match Ugh. for the love of the game. No, so stupid! Oh my god! Now, I'm not done, Amelia. Oh no! <laughs> because he won the match. Okay. He won the match, and then he showed up the following night on Raw and said, "I'm going to go have surgery, but uh-huh. I'll be back." Next month. Oh my God. For another match. Oh my God. What? And a whole bunch of people were like, Booby, Cody, Booby, people already like you. You don't have to, you don't have to have your fucking, have your fucking chest meats look like some sort of like weird abstract child's fifth grade painting. Like, yuck. Yeah, no. Because no, like, no, 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 and no, no. and and it was just like, sorry for anyone who's squeamish, but like, it was obviously very, very purple and and dark yeah, color. Yeah, I'm sure. And then the next night, because they had like the the bruising had faded a bit, there was some yellows and greens Whoa. mixed in. Yeah, and it was just like, Cody, Booby, what are you doing? So oh I was God. genuinely interested after all of that nonsense to know, like, at, like as a person, not only who does not generally give a shit about pro wrestling. <laughs> But just as 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 uh, someone that I consider a very level-headed person, oh god, <laughs> I wanted to know your th- I wanted to know your thoughts on what I just told you. I mean, no, no. I mean, I I can't think of much that I would like push through that level of pain for <laughs> the mm-hmm. whole for the love of the game. I'm just like. No, honey, take care of yourself. Don't do something that's going to hurt you more. But I don't know. A lot of people do that kind of shit. And I'm just like, are you stupid? But I guess I've never felt passionately enough about something like that. I don't know. I don't know. That just seems just seems crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. 
So uh, for a touch more backstory before we move on, mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes uh, is the son of a wrestler named the American Dream Dusty Rhodes, who okay. is known as like one of the bigger, like you may have yeah. heard the name maybe. He's like one of the biggest legends in wrestling history. He's obvi- mm-hmm. he's unfortunately no longer around, but he was a big influence on a lot of wrestlers. Mm-hmm. He helped train and and bring up some wrestlers in WWE specifically. But mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes left WWE after uh, what he and I will agree felt was some extreme misuse of him as a person, as a talent. And he mm-hmm. kind of toured the indies. He went into Japan. He helped start All Elite Wrestling and kind of just showed WWE that like, hey, look, I am a I can be a big deal uh-huh. without you. Yeah. And so for him to go back to the WWE was kind mm-hmm. of like his his reasoning was is he want like his his like childhood dream was to be able to say, here, dad, I won this title that they did not give you uh, here. It is for you. I but see. obviously he can't do that now right. because his dad is no longer around. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm going to win it for him anyway yeah. and be like, look, dad, I did it. Mm-hmm. And, and so this is kind of just like a real unfortunate situation because he just had this huge comeback to WWE. Yeah. They're putting him all on all sorts of promotional stuff. They let yeah. him keep his theme music. Like WWE, I think, mm-hmm. I think we talked about this is notorious for taking what works and breaking it and going, well, why didn't it work? Like yeah. they'll take a guy whose name is Tommy end and, mm-hmm. and just change his name completely and then just like go, well, we didn't have anything for you. His name is Tommy End. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> how do you fuck up a guy named Tommy End? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I think you get my point. But like, yeah. I was just like so thrown for a loop because I, I want to like on one hand, I want to be like, see, this is so cool. But on the other hand, I'm terrified because like now this sets a weird precedent that other wrestlers are going to be like, well, you didn't do what Cody did. You didn't work through this crazy injury. And it's right. like, no, they don't have to fucking do that. Like, I'm right. not expecting someone to like fall and almost break their neck and then get back up and like, be yeah. like, see, I did it again. And it's like, no, like, yeah, yeah. Stop that. Yikes. No, thank you. So with that being said, that was Amelia's Wrestling Corner. It went way too long. So yeah, so now that we've gone through that, Amelia, how was your week? <laughs> well, better than Cody Rhodes. Um, yeah. <laughs> Bruh. Yeah, it's been, it's been all right. Getting a lot of stuff done around the house that I've been putting off. So that's good. Uh-huh. And I got a job offer. So that's... Yeah. <laughs> So that's good. Yeah. So I'll be starting next week and it's part time, which is what I was looking for so that I can use the rest of my time to explore some other career paths, I guess. Okay. Um, Yeah. So that's all I will say about that here. But yeah, I'm excited. I think it'll be I think it'll be good. So yeah, that's kind of all I have for my week. It's not really anything other than that so how was your week well i have been very very busy i am reading a fair amount of plays i am going to a head spa this weekend Ooh. which i don't know if you've heard of that before i think you were telling me about that a couple weeks ago okay because i'm very intrigued as to how that's going to go yeah 
Yeah, I'll be interested to hear about it so, afterwards. So. Yeah, I was going to say, I will probably talk about it on the next pod. Uh, if you're hearing this when the day that it comes out, that it's not, it hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. But by the time that we are live next time, then uh, it will have happened. So yeah, shout out to Sophia Nyingard for put, bringing that to my, my radar. Cause I've always been somebody, sorry, trigger warning. I'm going to talk about gross scalp stuff. So if you're <laughs> talking about scalps, then don't listen, I guess for mm-hmm. a little bit, I've always been somebody who's been concerned about like, having a dry scalp and I try and do all these sorts of things. And, and granted I'm, I'm also somebody who like sometimes doesn't trust the process. Like if I don't see results in like a somewhat what I, what my brain would consider somewhat a reasonable amount of time mm-hmm. then I'm just like, well, this didn't work. So I'm just going to stop using it. Cause like, mm-hmm. what's the point in taking it if I'm, you know, so, but I've tried to, I've tried various different things. I've tried various different shampoos, especially for like, you know, people of colors, kind of hair textures and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I still feel like I, my hair is, is a little flakier than I like, I would like it to be. So I want to see if this does anything to like help that. Yeah. Very curious. And maybe we'll just spend a small segment of time talking about it next yeah, week. Yeah, for but sure. That I'm excited about. And uh, just generally... Getting back to streaming, that's coming closer. Yeah. I have no fucking clue what I'm going to stream once I get back. So I'm <laughs> going to be taking some time down to do that. And then I think shortly after I do get back into the swing of things, I, I do foresee a overhaul of my presentation on the horizon. So that's what's up with me. All right. Well, I look forward to seeing what what that looks like and i've missed your stream so i've missed streaming but i i feel a little paralyzed by the concept of like what what am i gonna do when i get back you know i get because i feel i feel pretty strongly that like while i want to be a variety streamer i can't be a variety streamer yet if Mm. that makes sense like i have to establish myself as some sort of niche, which I picked mystery games, but we'll see how well that shakes out. Um, before I can just be like, cool, people already like me for my personality and I'm consistently getting like a decent amount of people around. So now mm-hmm. I can just play like whatever game, you know, mm-hmm. or I can just be like, hey, we're going to play this today or hey, we're going to like, I would love to be able to just like spend a stream just like talking shit with people. Mm-hmm. just about like what's going on in their lives or like just mm-hmm. like doing like tier lists or like any of that kind of stuff, which we should do sometime on this podcast. It'd be very interesting to find. There's like a, a website called like tier maker and then you can like grab things and put them in tiers. Like you could do like uh, oh. sodas or like candy or okay. like foods. Oh, there's all sorts of options. Anyway, we could probably spend, we could make a series out of it or something, okay. but yeah, that sounds fun. Anyway, that's that, I want to I want to be able to do that stuff, but like just where I'm at right now, I have to I feel like I have to earn it, you know. So, mm. but yeah. Anyway, uh, let's let's hit the main topic for this week, you know. All right. So, I kind of got this idea from another podcast, as I usually do. <laughs> <laughs> just stealing things from other people. That's fine right (laughs) no but yeah found this list of quote-unquote conversation starters Mm -hmm. and it's a really long list and it like I haven't read through the whole thing but I'm just like 
can you like some of these things I just like want to imagine what it would be like to just like at a party walk up to a group of people you don't know and just say one of these things on this list because like yeah some of these are ridiculous and it just amazes me that people get paid to write articles like this (laughs) I'm like how do I get in on this how do I list a bunch of bullshit that I find I find this kind of stuff has gotten very very interesting and and this is I promise this is going to be this is going to link to what you're talking about mm-hmm. but I'm I was in the market for a dehumidifier which is just peak adulthood like just getting excited about a humidifier but I was like okay well I want to I want to know what like some people on YouTube are thinking regarding this hu- this dehumidifier because it's like mm-hmm. it's nice to read uh, stuff but like I want to see what they think about it mm-hmm. and I found a bunch of positive reviews which I was like great didn't really find anything negative there wasn't really a lot of information about it but in any event one of the reviews was actually just like stock video and stock images and it was like a robot voice so I was like this person did the laziest job possible because they just found stock video and images and then they just typed out an article and then just said here you go AI read this p- cut print it's a YouTube video like yep yep and I'm not saying like that the writing is lazy but like considering that like people will put like, for instance, Mr. Who's the Boss, who is one of my favorite YouTube people, puts so much effort into the presentation of his videos. Mm-hmm. Like he he spent all this money on lights and sound and, and a logo. Mm-hmm. And he's out like taking classes to learn how to tell stories through visual media. Like this is like a love letter to Mr. Who's the Boss, but like mm-hmm. uh, who doesn't give a shit. But anyway, <laughs> It's just like, so for someone to just be like, I will put up this video of an AI talking about a dehumidifier. Mm. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> right. Right. So, so like, seeing people who like, that, go ahead. I was going to say, but even that, like, that's a, that's a person on YouTube who may or may not have, um, like a full channel or a following or, like does regular content creation it could just be like some rando who's just like i'm just gonna make this video about this dehumidifier because whatever like Mm -hmm. sometimes these like legitimate not that that's not legitimate i shouldn't use that word some of these like publications whether online or otherwise that like pay writers to like write some of this bullshit it's just like how do I get that job? Like, how do I write for this, you know, blog and get paid for, you know, writing down a list of 57 ways to start a conversation? <laughs> uh, because, you know, like it, it can be a lot of work. And if you put a lot of work into it, it can be good. And some mm-hmm. of these questions are great. Like some of these questions I would love to go through and actually like answer them, which I think we can do as well. But some of them, it's just like, so like up at the top, it's just like, just for any conversation. So just like, you just need to start a conversation with somebody. Number three, what's your story? Can you imagine somebody just coming up to you that you don't know and then going, hey, what's your story? What the fuck? Yes, actually. (laughs) I can, and it has happened to me. Yeah, but it's awkward as fuck, right? Yeah, you're correct in that regard. 
You're not wrong. Yeah. But it has okay. happened. Yeah. I'm sure all of these have happened. It just, it's t- somewhat terrifying to see some of them. I think like, I think what I'm trying to say is that it's more terrifying that I can go, yep, relatable. Definitely been through that. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Or like, how do you know the host? Like, that's a, that's a pretty, that's a pretty normal one. Like, mm-hmm. I can think of, you know every wedding I've ever attended pretty much being sat at a table with people I don't know and going like, Oh, how do you know the bride and groom? Like, that's just like an obvious question. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's obvious, but that's, it still takes the conversation somewhere. Cause like some right. of these on this list too, it's like, it's like, how was your week? Which we ask all the time. And sometimes like, we don't have anything, you know? Right. And I'm just like, you know, I I scrolled through here and there's one section for online dating questions to ask on online dating. And some of them I'm like, oh, yeah, because I've definitely been there and I've definitely been stuck. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But that was one of them was like, how's your weekend or how's your week? And I hate getting that question on online dating because I'm like, it just feels so generic. It feels Mm -hmm. like, how are you? Fine. How are you? Fine. Like, it, it feels like a question that you don't actually want, like, a full answer to. Right. But, yeah, some of these, some of these, it's just so funny. Because, again, like, I think, you know, I don't know. It's, to me, when I hear the phrase conversation starter, I'm thinking of, like, walking up to somebody you don't know at a party yeah. or a gathering or an, an event or something and just mm-hmm. like this is the first thing you say and I really hope that a lot of these aren't the first thing you say that it's like you're in a group of people and you're kind of like the conversation is kind of wound down and you don't know where to go next mm-hmm. then some of these I can kind of see yeah but like let's see well, while you're looking into that, uh, I was just going to say, like, specifically, like, what's your story or tell me about you? And I'm not I'm not like an expert on sociology or anything like that, but I have been to a lot of fucking parties. And I will say this and I and I will say that, that people that I love do this to me, too, but also people that like that that like only sort of kind of know me, but they see or hear that 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 that, like an extroverted person especially like an extroverted actor they see a way to have the that particular person carry a lot of the the social weight of a of a conversation or a party like Mm -hmm. consider consider this like going to a party typically at some point you're going to see a group of people like in a corner someplace or on a couch and it's like three or four people and they're kind of talking in a circle amongst themselves right Mm -hmm. and and so what that ends up becoming is this game of hot potato Mm -hmm. and and with a game with this particular game of hot potato instead of it being like you know when's the potato gonna explode it's like who can hold on to the potato the longest to Mm -hmm. carry this conversation going Mm -hmm. and so like for me specifically I've had someone, whether I like they were like someone that I was there with, like I'd come to the party with them or what have you, kind of 
lean into that whole like, hey, Sherrick is an actor and he like is very good in social situations. Mm-hmm. And so then someone goes, oh, well, tell me your story. And and mm-hmm. being the kind of person that wants to, unfortunately, I'm a bit of a people pleaser. Like I, I will... I will acquiesce to that request and go, okay, yeah. So, you know, I grew up in this place and, you know, this time, like I'm not giving them like every th- memory that I have yeah, from, right. you know, the time I was five until now, mm-hmm. but like I, I, I unintentionally or sometimes intentionally end up carrying a lot of the emotional weight and it becomes mm-hmm. like, it becomes an easy, an easy lobbed question because you, you, there isn't just a, Oh, you know, I'm just around like that. That's not really like a socially acceptable answer to the question. What's your story? You know, now, how do you know the host or tell me like, how do you know the host or, you know, what are you uh, working on? Anything exciting lately is just like they're a bit safer questions. And and, and Mm -hmm. what I was going to kind of say in the general sense of that is like, I think that people who are not as extroverted um, or not as willing to like put in a lot of that social effort will try and and go and give the easiest question that can toss the potato out of their hands Mm -hmm. and into somebody else's. Mm -hmm. They'll just, they'll just do the minimum. And I'm not saying they're doing it maliciously, but they'll do the minimum amount of effort. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's definitely true is that I can be very introverted and I'm not, always great at carrying a conversation Mm -hmm. I really like but I really like talking to people so I do like a good back and forth Mm -hmm. and so a question like how how are you doing what's your story like something that's so generic I have trouble like keeping that going because Mm -hmm. in my mind I'm just like in what way how like what part of what do you want me to talk like what specifically are you trying to ask me because exactly like I just don't know where to take that and my mind goes blank but a very specific question I'm like okay I got that yeah like here here's one number 12 having fun can you imagine like (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like anybody who asks you that at a gathering is saying it in a sarcastic way like, mm, I are you, you having fun? You know, like, I just can't imagine. Or they're drunk, somebody... maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that too. Let's see. I also love, you know, your usual, like, how about that sports game? <laughs> Here's one. Here's one that I'm like, really? I'm making a coffee run going to grab a drink. Does anyone else want one? What? How is that okay, a conversation that one... starter? Like, that's a polite thing to do. Yeah, and it's a way to, like, learn a little bit about the person that you're talking about. But the idea is you say, I'm going on a coffee run. Thus, thus for you to stick around and have the conversation implies that you're not actually going to get coffee. So, like, what the fuck? It says, this one is fantastic because you can use this to address an entire group. Maybe your new team on your first day at a new job or a group of people who are sitting you are sitting with for a presentation at a conference. This can be a good way to test the water and open up further conversation with the people who join you on your coffee run. Well, I mean, it, it, you're not asking anybody to go with you. You're asking if somebody wants a beverage. Right. And, and that <laughs> implies that a someone is going with you and uh-huh. b that like you're going to stick around and have a small conversation with them before you go and get the coffee. But what I will say about that one specifically is that might be a good conversation starter for like future conversations. Mm-hmm. 
you might be setting yourself up for future success by like having them get a more positive opinion of you yeah. slash going, oh, hey, yeah, remember when you went and got that coffee? Maybe I can go get one for you. Like, what do you typically right. drink? You know, like, right. I don't know if that ever happens. Mm-hmm. I feel like some people would just be like, cool, you got me a coffee. I don't owe you shit. Fuck you. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I like this though. When in doubt, if you feel a little awkward asking personal questions right out the gate, I'm a Midwesterner. You don't ask personal questions right out the gate, man. Like (laughs) sometimes I wish we would more. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I wish like sometimes I wish conversations were more of those deep things. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Then the next section is take your conversation to a deeper level. And it's like, that's not a conversation starter then. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess it's starting a deeper, but just, I'm like. I mean, yeah, I guess you're you're trying to, to go deeper into the waters, I suppose. But I guess. It just, I don't know. It feels weird. But yeah, again, can you imagine asking a stranger, what's your biggest regret? <laughs> oh, boy. Now, see me, I, I cringe a little bit, not in the traditional sense, but just because like. I consider myself an open book and this is this is going to be a little bit of like Sherrick's therapy <laughs> confessions mm-hmm. because I feel like if I am more upfront and honest with who I am as a person then it gives less people a reason to be like upset with me or like not like me or what have you so like mm-hmm. if someone came up to me and was like what's your biggest regret at a party I would be like well I will tell you but like can we get to know each other a little bit better first before we get there but like I mean, I'm not going to be like, I'm not fucking talking about that. Like, I might be like, well, it's yeah. a bit personal. Like, I, you know, I, I'm not going right. to hold that that story away from you too long, but not right. right this second, you know? So. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you on that. I like to think that I'm an open book. And I do think, I do think a lot of relationships would benefit from more open, honest communication about some of that stuff earlier on Mm -hmm. that as hard as it is to be vulnerable, like you really, I feel like you, you really don't know if this is a person worth pursuing any kind of relationship with. If Mm -hmm. like, if you hold a lot of that stuff too close to the chest for too long. Yeah. I, I will say this real quick is that if you had to guess the amount, like the, the percentage of people that take me up on that offer, when I say the phrase, I am an open book, you can ask me whatever, what do you think it will be? at? Oh, it's probably pretty low. 10% is zero. Like, yeah. yeah. And I, don't I think again, I've ever said that phrase and people have actually been like, oh, cool. What about this? Well, like, and again, I think it's, I think it has a lot to do with socialization that we're, socialized not to get personal right away and i think too like oh i i mean in general like regardless of how deep the relationship is but like yeah but i yeah i think i don't know i think it's like everybody's scared to ask vulnerability of somebody else so they just wait around for you to provide it and that's not necessarily always going to work and that could that could part be in part because they feel like if they ask vulnerability of you you may turn it around on them that too or you get what i'm saying on that yes yep 
Yeah. If I have to, if I ask you about your deep ish childhood issues, then I have to share my own or whatever it is. Yeah. So now I say that and watch some smart ass that's like listening to this podcast forever is going to like tweet me and be like, oh, yeah, sure. Tell me about the time that like you felt the lowest in your life. And it's like, I'll fucking tell you. But like, OK, so it's a weird time. Oh, to so ask, Mr. I guess. Open Book. So uh-huh. Mr. Open Book. What's the beeper story? Uh, yeah. See, you have to you have to wait for that one because we've already <laughs> set a precedent. <laughs> but. But I will tell it as long as people enough people ask for it. That's the thing about being an open book is I'm saying the chapter is available. You just have to satisfy the requirements. <laughs> but we don't know what the specific requirements are. Just, quote unquote, enough people. So okay, well, what's, what's enough people? What, do, what do you think is enough people? I don't know. Five? Okay. I think- <laughs> What I presume what I just saw and and you lovely people listening at home cannot see is like there was like a moment of, oh, fuck. okay there's that there's an actual number to it now. No, (laughs) it wasn't an oh, fuck. It was more like, are you agreeing to that or not? Sure. Because I think I can easily get five people to if, uh, tweet put, at the I'll podcast say, about I'll, a paper I'll, story. I was going to say, I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way, because it's easy to just be like, okay, well, five people have to tweet at it. I have to, I, we have to see five people in the span of a week. Okay. In the span of a week. Okay. Okay. Already texting all my friends. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and, if, and if they actually... They, I feel like personally they should at least care about it, but I'm not going to be that finicky. Yeah. Because I, I, I would hate for that just to happen for me to tell the story and then nobody gives a shit. Because especially since we've <laughs> hyped it up so much, but like it is what it is. Yeah. But if you want another embarrassing moment, I, I will Ooh. happily bring those, bring those to the forefront. I don't give okay. a fuck. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. What else anyway, back to these th- things temporarily. Yes. There's a couple of questions on here that I just I feel like these are questions that someone would ask me in a job interview. Is there a charitable cause you you support? And right. A side note: I'm very curious because you are you are currently a health uh, an HR professional. I've had a couple of interviews where they straight up like are like, "Oh, so what do you do in your free time?" And then I'm like, "Oh yeah, like I I play video games and I stream." And they're like, "Oh, you stream like on Twitch? Like what do you stream?" And I'm like, "Do you really want to know that?" <laughs> It's such an interesting thing to be interested in. Like I've mm-hmm. worked with some, like I've had a boss or two that like legitimately cared mm-hmm. about like what I did. They'd be like, oh, I caught your stream the other day. And I was like, that's weirdly flattering. Thank you. Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of cool that you like, mm-hmm. like lurked in, 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 saw it. But I feel like generally like most corporate professionals like don't give a fuck about Twitch or YouTube. So like, it's a little weird, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like those people are still people too. So they may have interests as hard as it is to remember that sometimes that corporate managers yeah, I, are people I, I just too. Think it, I just think it's fascinating. I don't think it's weird. But, I was just like, Oh, interesting. Yeah. You know? But I've never been asked that in my, in a job interview, I was asked, I mean, cause, because I was looking for part-time work mm-hmm. currently, I, I um, was asked like, and it's okay with you that this role is part-time and like sort of 
danced around like why <laughs> why do I want mm. part-time work as opposed mm. to full-time work and again that from an HR standpoint I don't think there's anything wrong or illegal or about asking a question like what do you do in your free time or anything like that however just because they can ask that doesn't mean that you have to answer it true and so you know there are pretty generic ways that you could answer, like, what do you do in your free time? Well, you know, I like to read and, you know, go to dinner with my partner. Like, I mean, you can just say stuff that's like super generic and whatever. Mm-hmm. If you don't feel like you want to share that with your boss or a potential boss or mm-hmm. whatever. And that's completely fine. But yeah, that's interesting that you've gotten that a couple of times. I can see that more in some of the like the work that you've done as opposed to like yeah, in a jobs. corporate yeah, setting probably. yeah that's interesting hmm. like I, I guess I would you know to give the example like the boss that I had like we weren't particularly doing that kind of work but he was into he's around the same age as me into the same kind of things that I am so like mm-hmm. you know I would be like before I before he was my boss, I would be like in a cubicle hearing them talk about video games with another person. And like I would chime in occasionally. So that became like a thing, like a rapport kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But to kind of just hear it off the rip is kind of just like an interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, cool. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad that you're you're interested in opening up to me in a job interview like that. But like I I just didn't see like mm-hmm. the I, I guess I just don't see like the the use of it beyond just like casual curiosity in a job interview you know Mm -hmm. because i feel like to know that i'm like like that i that i do stuff in my free time i guess is one thing but to know specifically like what games i'm playing and stuff i'm just like Mm -hmm. huh, it's kind of an interesting question to ask in a job interview but yeah that that has nothing to do with games you know like right i'm a customer it's like customer service support like i just just know that i like know how to manage my temper i guess like Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) yeah I get out my aggression in these video games and not on mm-hmm. customers <laughs> yeah. um, or whatever. Yeah. Calendar I do think. Specific conversation starters. What? Sorry, go on. I just scrolled down. There's one that says calendar specific. I know. I died at that. Once you read it, you get it. Like, yeah. Janu- if it's January at the time that you're asking, that you're at this mm-hmm. gathering or wherever, what's your news resolution? <laughs> like, that makes just- sense. That'd be a fucking hilarious skit of just like, I'm just imagining like Keenan Thompson rolling into a party and just being really nervous to be there. And he just pulls out a just giant fucking poll calendar and is like, it's January. I can ask what's <laughs> New Year's. Okay. He puts his giant calendar back in his fucking back pocket and they're like, hey man, is that a calendar? Back? What's your New Year's resolution? <laughs> okay. So when you said that and you said Keenan, Instead yeah. of picturing like SNL or something, I was like, that would be a great Keenan and Kel sketch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Love that. Yeah. So like some of them I would get, you know, like, oh, yeah, for St. Patrick's Day, what do you usually do? Or, you know, at the holidays, like, how do you celebrate the holidays? What's your favorite Halloween costume? Like, I those are great some of these are less great like how long did you believe in the easter bunny (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah i do think too like you know these birthday party conversation starters while cheesy in their like 
written out this way mm-hmm. i do think that like those kinds of conversations often do come up at like birthday parties or whatever where people start talking about other birthdays or like the person having the birthday talks about like something that happened like something good that happened in the last year or something that they are you know hoping for in the next year or or something like that like i think that's what these sort of questions are good and bad birthday gifts and i think a lot of times those questions come up naturally or like those conversations come up naturally but Mm -hmm. just written out like imagining somebody just walking into my birthday going like like what do you want to achieve next year (laughs) is a lot and then there's a section this plateau of like mediocrity can i not focus on next year right when i will be older like fuck right yeah and then there's a sick section for dating conversation starters like online dating, there's also a section for first date conversations. And I thought those were fairly good. Again, it lists how is your week, weekend going, which I personally don't love that question in like a dating app situation because it's too generic. It's too like, I could just too easily say like, oh, it's fine. How's yours? But some of these are a little more specific. And I think that's great. Like, you know, about your job. Like, that sounds interesting. What do you like about your job? Or, you know, you have a cat too. Tell me more about that. Or like something like that. Like, I I think that those can be helpful. My advice for online dating, not that anyone asked, but is to ask those kinds of questions and base them off of things in their profile. Because... If you just ask, hey, how's your weekend going? I feel like you've written that to 87 different people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the same time, I will fucking cop to the fact that like that is a go to question for me. Like, how's your week going or how's your day going? Because I feel like I don't yeah. have that level of access to them to ask deeper questions. Well, yeah. And I think, too, like knowing you, you want to know the answer. Like, you usually want to know an answer beyond, oh, it's fine. Mm-hmm. So, like, it helps when you know somebody before they ask you those kinds of more generic questions because then you know where they're coming from and they don't just feel like a social nicety that everybody has to follow. Mm-hmm. That's that's something that I, I will say I'm annoyed about as a quote unquote genuine person is that I end up getting lumped in with everyone. Like the the example you use, like mm-hmm. if I were to send, Hey, how's your week going to somebody? They go, Oh, another person who does this. And it's just like, how do I say, no, really? I want to know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. I know I get that too. I get that too. It's rough. It's a, it's, it's rough out here for people who just want to be nice to everybody. That actually want to learn about people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love these conversation starters for kids. If I'm being honest. Yes. I was going to say those are, I like those. I think those are all good. I like them. Uh, And I also like. Exception of the house one. Really? I kind of like that one. If depending on how you ask it. I think depending on how you ask it, I don't love when you're a grown up, what type of house will you live in? It sort of feels to me like, like always asking kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? Cause mm-hmm. it's like, can we stop asking that question? Because 
life isn't it's just a very about cliche work. Qu- yeah that too and it's it, and it's a very cliche question at this point it's so it dead and dry well and it's, it's just and it's like a- what kid knows what job they want to have when they grow up and yes mm-hmm. i think that like it is natural for children throughout their childhood to be like, I want to be a fireman. I want to be a teacher. I want to change their mind so many times and to think about those kinds of things. But I I think sometimes that question being asked that question all the time does is part of the socialization that work is what defines you. Yeah. So it's not the only thing, but I think that's part of it. I think it would be really interesting, though, going back to this house question, like, of asking, like, if you could, like, design the ideal place to live, what would you want in it? Like, I could see it being a creative question that you could ask I like kids. that better, is to, like, how would you decorate your house? How, right. how would you decorate a house or something like that that, that right. is... That is a little bit different. I don't know. I just, I guess I feel like asking kids like what kind of house they will live in is a little classist, but that's just. Yeah, totally. Totally. I I think that too. Yeah. And it does say in here, this is a more exciting take on the, what will, what do you want to be when you grow up question, which is funny because I didn't read this part of it. I just read the bolded question. Mm -hmm. So I made that connection before reading it. And then it said loads of adults will ask, what do you want to be when you grow up? Boring. (laughs) Instead, ask about what their house will look like. Do they want a swimming pool, a garden full of jungle plants, a slide from the bedroom into the living room? Encourage them to get creative. It might give you some fun home decor tips, too. So, like, that explanation I like Mm -hmm. better and is where my mind went with it, too. Because, yeah, just asking, like, what kind of house do you want to live in? I can't think of a single kid that I've met while I was uh, working in the zoo job that I was working or, like any kid that i knew from like growing up that would have answered anything other than like a mansion you know right. like right yeah everybody would have said a mansion but like i think that if that's the end of the answer that's boring but if the mm-hmm. if the question if the answer is like like this says like a slide from their bedroom into the living room or like i don't know if you've ever seen the movie blank check but it's that been kid, too long to remember. Oh my god, we found it on Disney Plus not that long ago and watched it. And like, I don't know that it holds up in the sense that, like, if you didn't watch it as a kid, I don't think you'd particularly love it as an adult. But as an right. adult that watched it a lot as a kid, I watched it as an adult and went, like, oh my god, this brings back so many memories. <laughs> And I enjoyed it for that nostalgia. But yeah, like he has a water slide that goes from his office in the mansion down to the pool outside. Like that's mm-hmm. bitchin. And I always wanted yeah. that. And I know I'm never going to get that. And that's fine. I don't actually need it. But like mm-hmm. imagine somebody asked me as a kid, like if I could design the the coolest, perfect, you know, most fun house, what would I want in it? That would be a super fun question as like an eight-year-old to answer. So yeah. I also like who would win in a fight, a robot or a dinosaur? I just I'm gonna ask that of every person I know now. <laughs> <laughs> if you were an animal, what what animal would you be? Is like I could see that a kid having a fun answer for that. It just doesn't feel that original. Like I didn't need an article for that 
for that question. You know, like I didn't, but yeah, I, yeah, some, I some of these first date questions too, you know, are some of them are good. I think like, you know, there's a question about adventure kind of things, like a sort of, would you rather question? And mm-hmm. I think that, I find would you rather questions are pretty decent for re conversation starter kind of a situation, yeah. but um, especially if it's, not a version of would you rather that like gets really personal or lewd or yeah or like because i think like there's a there's some people play that game as a like no i think that i think that there's like a lane of that game would you rather where it's like would you rather live between a giant's toes or up his nose or something, you know, like really gross, weird nice stuff. Rhyme. Nice oh, rhyme. You're welcome. Where it's like, think of two really awful things and would you ra- which of those two would you rather do? Uh-huh. Like, I don't know that that's a great for a first date, but <laughs> but I can see how like some normal versions of those questions could be really great. Mm-hmm. Some of these, though, it's like, when you were a kid, what did you think your life would look like now? Ooh, That's oof. a lot for a first date. <laughs> Save that for like a fourth date. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't hate that question. I just like, can we get through the like, you know, what's your job? What are your favorite hobbies? Do you have siblings? Like, can we get through some of the like really normal biographical information before we get to like childhood trauma. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Save that for date two. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Don't be like me. Save that for date two. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know, like it has still worked, but I, but my point stands. Yeah. Um, You know, I think it's interesting too, because I try to think of, things like that as like a decision to whatever it is. It doesn't have to be like sharing your whole life story on a first date. It can be just like anything that is maybe not like typical in a dating situation or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the way that like it's a cliche to like sort of, hide your true self for a while in a dating situation or whatever that I'm mm-hmm. like yeah but if I share this stuff early I weed you out earlier like I just because it's now like, I'm using this to point at you yes yeah. this is exactly right. like yeah if you can't handle this like whatever about me if you can't handle me at my blah, you don't deserve me at my blame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I do. I think that that's there's some truth to that. Of like, you know, I I remember in a dating situation, the first time in a dating situation, like that, I told somebody that I suffer from anxiety, and mm-hmm. that was really hard for me to do. And he was so great about it that I was like, okay, this is something that I like. I'm glad I shared. And I feel like in the future, I would share like in the early stages, because Mm -hmm. if somebody was like, I don't want to deal with that, then I'm like, fine, bye. Like, 
you know, I don't, I don't need to go out with yeah, you for several weeks before finding exactly, that out. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I think that there's something to be said with getting to know somebody on that kind of a level. Like, I'm not saying you throw, like you you mentioned, throw like, you know, deep-seated traumas, you know, lobbing them across at first mm-hmm. dates. But like, it's good to be able to know, like, let's say like, let me pick something like crazy. Like uh, it's good to know that like the person that you maybe want to spend your life with thinks that waffles are superior to pancakes. Like you might want to know that shit like, <laughs> or vice versa. No, but, but like, but serious, it's like, like, you Ooh. know, you, you want to know like if, if your if your partner is like big into wanting to be a parent, mm-hmm. you should probably, and, and if you're into that, then you should, know that too because then that's great but if you're not then you should also know that so like if that ever comes up then you know you either have to compromise or you have to shut that shit down like yeah and that's something that like is is high on my list of like deal breakers i guess Mm -hmm. and something to talk about early and i've gotten some like not bad answers or offensive but just like I've had people go like, why, why do we need to talk about this right away? Why do we, why do we need to talk about this before we even meet or like whatever? And I don't necessarily like bring it up before meeting somebody or on a first date, but like early-ish <laughs> on, I like to know that information mm-hmm. because like I said, I, yeah, one time I remember I said something to somebody when he said like, oh yeah, I have... I have a couple of kids. They live with their mom most of the time, but they do spend some time with me. And I was like, mm-hmm. then bye. Cause like, I don't, at that point in my life, I didn't have any interest in being a parent or a step parent. Yeah. And, and he was like, well, aren't you getting ahead of yourself? And I'm like, no, cause I don't want to like be dating you for a long time to then find out you have kids and be like, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Or like get involved in their life and not want that. Or like, you know, it just looks sometimes you just got to know some of that stuff early or like people who say they really, really desperately want children. And I'm just like, then I'm not the person for you because mm-hmm. I'm not going to compromise on that. So it's not even worth pursuing a cup of coffee because like, what's the point? Even if you're like a really cool person, like, great. But I have a lot of really cool people in my life and I don't need I, I I'm always welcome I always welcome more, but I also don't need to like go out and seek that necessarily. So, and I, that's, I think that's a funny thing too, that when I, when I have dated people is that often when it doesn't work out or something, the guy will be like, well, we can still be friends. And I'm like, no, we can't even, even if it's like, we've been on three dates and we just didn't click romantically. And you seem like a cool person that I enjoy having conversations with. It's just like, I don't. I wasn't looking for another friend. I don't need mm-hmm. another friend. Like, right. I, you're a cool person, but I'm just not, I just don't need to stretch myself thinner to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but let's see. I'm just trying to see. Yeah. I, this article isn't nearly as bad as I was anticipating it to be. When I first right. started it, I was like, oh, God, this is going to be a lot of, like, really obnoxious, like, questions that I can't imagine asking anyone. <laughs> yeah, there, and there's, there's some there's some there's some nuggets of gold in these. I think the mm-hmm. thing that, like, 
to help turn some of these ones that are like bad into at least semi-decent is to actually care about having a conversation with the people that you're having a conversation with. Yes. Because I think that that shines through. Mm-hmm. It, may, it may shine through too late, but it will shine through more to people than it would if you're just like walking up to them and you're just like, so that that sun is a thing that happens pretty much every day, right? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's where I was like, I, I, I just kept imagining like walking up to a group of people and just like awkwardly asking them one of these questions. And I think mm-hmm. like if you think of these questions as more like things to have in your back pocket for when a conversation hits a lull or something like that, then I think that could be interesting. I also could think it could be interesting to be like, rather than just like blurting out one of these things is like, I was reading this article and like some of these were so ridiculous and like, you know, bringing it up that way or, and I think rewording some of these too, because some of uh, some of them are so like direct, which is great. But like, again, like the one with the kid in the house, like the way that one's worded is just like so direct and so dry mm-hmm. that like maybe think of how you could ask this question a little more naturally or like casually to get it started. Because I think mm-hmm. I think. It's easy enough to take a conversation deeper if you want to than it is to like maybe start it there, <laughs> especially with new people or strangers or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, uh, I felt like we got more out of, out of that particular article than I thought we would. I know. So it's same. Interesting. <laughs> same. Yeah, so we'll put the link to it in in the description. So if you want to take a look, if you have any thoughts about these questions or other conversation starters that you have used and that work well or don't, <laughs> or just have, you know, anything to say about the wonders of human communication, <laughs> mm-hmm. you can hit us up at A-S-W-A-Y-D-P-O-D on the Twitter, the Instagram, and you can add an at gmail.com to send us an email. You can. And you can also uh, check out this theme song that I didn't make for uh, Amelia. What the fuck is this? (coughs) (laughs) I like tried to laugh and coughed instead. (laughs) (laughs) This is the part of the episode where I find something wild and crazy kids on the internet and I show to Amelia with little to no context. Uh, There is sound to this one. I did not let Amelia pick this one. I just had to because it kills me. Okay. Fire when ready, Captain. party because there aren't that many people there but like mm. small gathering of small friends gathering of what i what is probably a bunch of men in their 20s um <laughs> and a guy jumps up on a ping pong table 
the table collapses underneath him and folds over on top of him. <laughs> and, and I think it's like the Russian national anthem playing in the background. Oh, is that what it is? I think it's something. Oh my god, that's so funny. I don't know what he thought was going to happen. I hope he wasn't too badly hurt. Everybody's dying and laughing so hard and pointing at it. He just casually puts a beer down and just fucking... I know, he just like casually puts it down and jumps onto this table. Like, what? Why? What did you... What? What did you think would happen? Yeah, I feel like watching it, I feel like it shutting on him probably didn't hurt too badly except maybe his face like that was my worry his face and maybe it looks like maybe the arm caught in between the oh yeah 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 but i was like this could easily smash your nose Mm -hmm. but otherwise like oh my god oh my god i hope he's okay but really funny hilarious yeah good times yeah so check that out on our instagram the day this comes out friday the 17th so Mm-hmm. Indeed. And it will be there going forward, obviously. We won't just like take it down and be like, yeah. too bad, bitch, you missed it. <laughs> um, unless they delete our Instagram, which hopefully they don't. Please don't. Please don't, Zuckerberg. Don't zuck us. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you can find Amelia at Shake Meets World on the Twitter and the Instagram. You can find me at SherrickRobinson.com and A Black Sparrow on the Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch soon. I will be back there. And also, Faye Wilden out on Mondays. Uh, I know last time I said we were starting uh, session six, we apparently forgot collectively that was that there was supposed to be a break. So actually, if you're listening to this on the day that it has come out, then session two should have already happened at least the, the beginning of set, the campaign two so you can listen to episode one uh, i'm really 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 hoping that, that i'm not going to be made a fool of a second time <laughs> on this but you know stuff happens people get sick or they stuff comes yeah. up so like there's yeah. a chance that it could not happen but i'm really really hoping that it will because i'm very much looking forward for y'all to meet these characters they're all awesome characters jen is a fantastic dm jen's been on the show before we may have her on again so yeah, that's where you can find me. So there is that. Yeah, exciting. So yeah, I think that's all we have for you this week. So with that, I've been Amelia. I've been Sherrick. And sometimes you're a veterinarian on a fantastic island and you meet this lady and you're just like, hey, this lady is pretty great. And you're like, this is a really good time. And then you go back and you're like, cool, I, I, I'll see you tomorrow or whatever. And they're like, sure, I'll see you tomorrow. And then you go and see them and then they have no idea who the fuck you are. And you're like, okay, well, I guess I, 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 I this is weird, but I guess we'll I'll roll with it. And so that you have... a cool time with them again and you're like i'll see you tomorrow and you're like yeah i'll see you tomorrow and then you meet them again and they're like uh, who are you and you're like what the fuck is happening and then someone explains to you this person just like can't retain shit because of something bad that happened earlier in their life and then like you just like try and like figure out all sorts of different ways to like connect with them knowing that they were gonna forget who the fuck you are and then all of a sudden you're just like you know what i'm just gonna cancel 10 years of my life to just try and get this person to figure out who i am and then they you find out that they get really sad when they find out that uh, that their whole entire family and friends and stuff were keeping up this routine to make them comfortable and then the, you t- treat them well or whatever i don't know fucking th- happy endings bye <laughs> 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 <laughs>